0: Following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. From preps to pros and everything in between, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow.
1: Welcome in to a Tuesday edition Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, coming to you from the Lee Company studio and the Front Porch Sports Headquarters, WKOM 1017 FM, and of course on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports at Main Street Preps on Facebook and YouTube wherever. You get your video casts. Glad to be with you here on this Tuesday. It's been a pretty good day so far, actually. So, looking forward to continuing our coverage of bowl games and the NFL and everything else that's going on. And we have a ton to get to today like a bunch so first Mo what's up
2: literally a ton Uh,
1: (laughs) finally got (laughs) his microphone up to him JP
2: well uh, once I realized hey I might
1: need to say something
2: (laughs) then I realized I didn't have (laughs) anything to say it into Uh,
1: (laughs) say all you want yeah nobody's gonna
2: hear you (laughs) No, no one can hear you scream
1: yeah oh man did we? Did you get everything situated in in our rundown to this uh, point as close as we can get? As anyway, as best as best I can. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! Well, looking forward to it. Like I said, and we have a lot to get to. We have a great show. We have Chip Walters. He'll talk uh, MTSU, some Blue Raider athletics. They are not playing basketball against UTSA in their next scheduled game because of COVID. So. And it's it's apparently among the Blue Raider team, so there's that. Um,
2: oh, so it's on the Blue Raiders' end, not UTSA's end. It is, in fact. That's so not good. We'll men and women?
1: Just men that I'm aware of. Um, hmm. So there's that. Teresa Walker's going to talk to us, and uh, the Titans are dealing with some COVID issues of their own. And but, but at
2: least it doesn't involve their quarterback.
1: Like some people uh we'll get to that we've got top five tuesday and we never came up with a topic so i guess we're just going to go with top five moments of 2021
0: sports sports moments moments, right yes okay
1: yes sorry i I forget not all of our top five topics are about sports but (laughs) (laughs) no all of the moments just whatever moment (laughs) it is you know (laughs) Number one, Charlie was born. I was going to say, yeah.
0: (laughs) You've got a a pretty big one. Yeah. Yeah,
1: My number one would definitely change if it were not sports related. Yeah. It it better.
0: (laughs) Oh, and uh, by the way, um, Mm. Joe Williams. There we go.
1: (laughs) I forgot. I forgot it again. Sarah was going to the grocery store, (laughs) so she brought it by. (laughs) Chex Mix has arrived, Mo. I guess my
2: question is why did you take it home to start with? You handed it to me
1: outside.
0: Was he just gonna leave it in the car? I guess. Would that? I guess that would have worked. Yeah, Check's mix. Yeah, where it was worked. I gonna
1: leave it? You gave it to me at River Terrace.
0: Could left it in your car, right? Sure. <laughs>
1: <That's right. laughs> you could have left it in your car. Well, I didn't want to leave it in the car because I didn't know, you know, what the weather was gonna be like. I know it was gonna freeze. <laughs> I didn't know if Chex that'd mix. be bad it's, for checks mix. Check mix. It's a tin can. <laughs> you don't know. Also, I took mine in, and I was Ooh. like, maybe maybe if mine's really good, I'll just eat J.P.'s and nobody <laughs> else
2: yeah, yeah, know. We go. And yeah. there we have it.
0: I never yeah. would have known. Yeah. <laughs> never
1: would have I, known. Oh, yeah, you would have. You would have known. <laughs> <laughs> I would have went to the store and got some bold mm. checks mixing and poured it and in In th- the can.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Too much.
1: Oh, man. Oh, boy. oh, well, let's get into it. we got a lot to get to, so let's get to the rundown. <laughs> this
0: is the, the rundown.
1: rundown.
3: Let's do it.
0: This is your Tuesday Rundown brought to you by Jim Davis at Grow, Live, Give. Visit them at growlivegive.com or give them a call at 615-682-0022. Securities offered through IIP Securities, LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, IP Member, FINRA, SIPC. Investment device offered through IP Advisors, LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, Registered Investment Advisor. IIP and Grow, Live, Give are not affiliated.
2: And girls basketball action for Monday. Columbia Central's girls playing in the State Farm Classic over at Riverdale fell to Mason of Ohio, 46-20. In Tuesday's, today's girls action at the Smoky Mountain Classic in Gatlinburg, it was the Lady Mustangs of Loretto defeating Lakeway Christian, 71-42. Back at the State Farm Classic over at Riverdale today, Columbia Central's girls fell to Hillsborough, 36-33. In boys basketball action on Monday, Spring Hill played in the Lake Cumberland Holiday Classic up in Somerset, Kentucky, fell to Western Hills, Kentucky, eighty-one fifty-eight in Tuesday action down at the Richland Christmas
4: Classic, Classic. Richland
2: Christmas Chris, Richland Christmas Classic. Loretto defeated Santa Fe sixty-one fifty-two, and Lebanon defeated Independence at the King of the Hill Holiday Classic over at Summit seventy fifty-two. Also, Santa Fe girls in Clay County played down at Richland earlier today, is that right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I was told you got the book from that. <laughs> now whether you did or not I, I did get the book. I, I don't I've know. Not looked at it. Goodness. <laughs> well anyway.
2: They played. Hang on. They hang did on. play.
1: But hang on. I don't know what the score was though.
2: Um Hang on. It was Clay County sixty five,
1: Santa Fe twenty eight. There you go. There we go. <laughs> In women's basketball action last night, Tennessee 91, UT Chattanooga 41. In NBA action, it was the Grizzlies edging the Suns 114 to 113. Maybe Josh is going to play away from home. Guess
2: who hit the game winner.
1: Ah, come on now. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, Today's schedule, high school hoops action at the next level classic, Independence Girls and Cross Presbyterian played at 130. At the Above the Rim Classic, Columbia Academy Girls at 7 o'clock. Uh, Are they playing against Hickman County? They are. And it's at Hickman County. Correct. And then so the Columbia Academy boys are also playing Hickman County at Hickman County. That's at 830. Mount Pleasant boys are at the King of the Smokies Classic over in Pigeon Forge. And Spring Hills boys are still at the Lake Cumberland Holiday Classic in Somerset, Kentucky. We don't have times or opponents for them.
2: Other action at the Richland Christmas Classic today. Gleason's girls played Huntland earlier today. Also earlier today, Summertown's boys played Huntland. No results from either of those yet at about 3 o'clock. So this one's still ongoing. Summertown's girls playing Spring Hill at 4.30. It's Lawrence County's girls in and that one. That
1: one's at 4.30. Summertown Spring Hill is at 4.30. Okay. I, I believe that's the way – maybe – I don't know. I copied it from you, and maybe you're right. I'm not sure.
2: So later today, Lawrence County's girls play Ardmore. Yes. Richland's girls play Forest, and Richland's boys play Forest. Forest.
1: There you go.
2: Uh, at the King of the Hill Holiday Classic at Summit, um, Lighthouse Christian subbed in for Brentwood and took on Rockvale earlier today. Uh, right about now, it's Page and Riverdale, and at 4:30, it's scheduled to be the host Spartans and Station Camp. And in NCAA Women's Basketball Action tonight, Alabama State travels to Memorial Gym and takes on the host Commodore Women. Don't call them Lady Commodores. That's a 7 o'clock start on SEC Network Plus.
1: As far as start times go at Richland, it doesn't really matter. They started the game that I was supposed to be at about 10 minutes early, so
2: it's whenever. Better than 10 minutes late. Hey, both of y'all ready? Let's go.
1: (laughs) Well, except that I didn't get there until 10.30, so... I was halfway through the first quarter when I walked in, but that's it for today's rundown. (laughs) All right. So let's... uh,
2: So that's Lawrence County Boys and Ardmore at 430.
1: Okay. So that was... uh, Interesting question here. Greg Tipps said that they were... Scheduled to play Lawrence County tomorrow. I don't know if Ardmore is out, out or if he Who was knows? just assuming. Who knows? <laughs> he could have just been assuming. He was like, we got Lawrence County tomorrow for the third time. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. May uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't just, know. Just, I don't know. Uh, it was, you know, really good ball game this morning. A really, really good ball game. What
2: was that final again?
1: 6152 but lot a lot closer mm-hmm. uh Santa Fe just couldn't buy a bucket in the first half of the fourth quarter
2: could not in the first half or the fourth quarter first half of the fourth oh, quarter. oh oh okay
1: yeah until about three minutes to go they everything they shot and it didn't matter if it was from 25 foot or from two foot it was going in the bucket and out mm. there was a lid on that thing for seven or for five minutes. And Loretto took full advantage, went on about a 10-0 run before Santa Fe could even get back to score. And from that point, Loretto just hit their free throws. But good ball game. I mean, I think it was Loretto led by two after one, four after two, and then Santa Fe took a one-point lead into the fourth quarter. So I was impressed by both teams. And uh, Tobias Sermons uh, Sermons is Mm – He's a problem, mm-hmm. especially against teams at the Class A level. But well,
2: well now they're Double A now. I know they are. Yeah, but Santa Fe. Yeah,
1: Santa Fe's is going to struggle with anybody that's over six foot two, six foot three, and as athletic well, six, as he is, uh, and,
2: anybody tall and good. Yeah, as athletic he as is. he is, yeah,
1: he, he's a problem for them. So it, the fact that Santa Fe was able to stay in it. Mm-hmm. Was, was pretty impressive, and, and had they been able to hit a few of those runners and layups, it's probably even closer.
2: Well, and and they're going to be good enough offensively that they're going to be able to play with a lot of folks.
1: Well, Brad Slaughter said, man, I was expecting 160 points because they were scoring more than 70. We were scoring more than 70 a game, and I just expected us to, to come out here and light the scoreboard up, and in the first half, it was kind of a struggle for either team to score. Mm. Of course, they'd both been off for a week, and – you know how that goes and it's 10 30 tip hey, 10 20 yeah. tip <laughs> I mean it it gets for, it for, gets rough
2: for 16 17 18 year old boys
1: at 10 20 tip that's it's not easy it's not a good mix and then apparently according to Charles Pulliam there was a situ, a situation of some sort uh during that independence game
2: a situation
1: yeah, Independence fell to Lebanon 70-52. An ugly sequence, including a couple of questionable calls and back-to-back technicals on Independence, stretched this one.
2: Ooh. Lebanon
1: benefited from six straight free throws and a bucket in the stretch with 4.31 to play. It went from 50-41 to 41 to 58-41. And it, at the end of the third quarter, it was 44-34 Lebanon, but Independence had had it as close as 34-30 before Lebanon went on a 10-0 run to, to close the quarter. So... Mm. Yeah, it it got out of hand for independence there. But this Lebanon team Mm -hmm. is really good. I mean, really
2: good. I mean, they are good to the point when you talk about, well, who'd you lose to?
1: Well, Lebanon. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's like. That makes sense. Yeah, we got you. (laughs) So So we still don't know how good you really are. <laughs> or, or or bad? You, or, or, yeah, you you yeah. You beat Levin, and then we, we know how good you are. You lose to him, it's like, well, how bad you lose? Like, was it close?
2: It's like, well, you're not the only one. Yeah, yeah, so
1: plenty of them, plenty of them. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, you had did did you see the U T Chattanooga player who was very emotional about having played at thompson bowling
2: arena yeah i um came across this on facebook and and added it to the run of show basically um young lady who played her high school ball in knoxville this link is not hot that's not a good thing um oh and we've only got a minute left In this segment, so we might need to revisit this, but at any rate, it was a young lady from Knoxville playing for UTC. Um, The UTC coach said that they went back to play at UT for her family's huge UT women's fans, and she just broke down in the post game conference talking about the significance of playing on Pet Summit's floor.
1: Yeah, Abby Cornelius, who is a uh, Harden Valley Valley Mm -hmm. alumna. She said, the fact that playing in Knoxville stirred that kind of emotion from a closing player, albeit one who bleeds orange, she said, says a lot about the legacy of Pat Summit, one of the best coaches the game has ever seen. So, pretty cool. Yeah. I uh, love to see that kind of stuff. It's, that's exactly what you want to see. You know, kids who still appreciate the impact that Pat Summit had. Let's talk college football, because apparently some Bama players have made some interesting comments. So stick around with us after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
4: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof.
1: Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net
0: This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Sports talk like it used to be. You know, like your crazy uncle used to listen to. Only better. Here's Chris and Mo.
1: Welcome in. We are back here on this Tuesday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today from the Lee Company studio. Man, what uh, what a great week this is. We got five bowl games today, and it looks like all of them are going to get played. So that's positive.
2: As of right now.
1: Yeah. yeah. Up to this point, I mean... I don't know when they last uh, I'm hoping that everybody tested this morning and we and when we're good to go. Um is that is the Liberty Bowl today? I believe so. At 640, 645 Eastern, so 545 our time. Mike Leach.
2: The Mike Leach Bowl. The
1: Mike Leach Bowl, Red Raiders, Bulldogs, and 2.4 million dollars. <laughs>
2: Apparently now is that the two is that the payout or is that that's another number, huh?
1: So <laughs> he's offered to settle with Texas Tech for two point four million dollars, which would include an eight hundred thousand dollar longevity bonus he was set to receive the day after he was fired, plus one point six million in other incentives he says he was owed.
2: Now the eight hundred that he did not get immediately, what what was the hold up on that? Did they fire him for cause? Is that what they were trying to say?
1: Well, even if they did, he wasn't due it until the next day. They fired him the day before he was due
2: $800,000. Oh, so he wasn't going to earn it until, until the, the next, next day. day. I thought he was due it one day after. No, he had not earned it yet.
1: That is the way it appears. He ain't getting that. Well. <laughs> interesting. I, I don't uh, This is. They said they fired him for cause. I don't know that he was fired for cause. I don't know if you guys know this, but Mike Leach has a law degree from Pepperdine. I knew that. So, have you read? Um, are you, swing your sword? Are you trying to tell me that <laughs> this man don't know? Well,
2: he read that contract. Trust me, lawyers aren't always right. That's, we know that.
1: That's true, but <laughs> if you're a, if you know contracts. Those are pretty much indisputable, and that's what he said. He had something. He had, he had a few things to say about it. Let us just hear what he had to say, and we'll talk about.
5: On a bowl game, you're going to play a quality team. So another quality team. I mean, uh, you know, uh, great school. I got great memories there. They still owe me for 2009, the last uh, time they won nine games. So uh, maybe they'll. Uh, deliver the check so we'll see what happens there no matter who we play I mean there's a high level of urgency to try to win the game so I mean there's I there's no real room for extra degree of stuff you know
1: <laughs> he said it's indisputable the money they owe me no one can dispute that when it comes to the money they don't just owe me the 2.4 million they actually owe me for four more years but I've always said that I'd settle for 2.4 an acknowledgement that I and an acknowledgment that I didn't do anything wrong. But in January 2011, the Texas Appeals Court said they that he couldn't sue for monetary damages because well Texas Texas state entity was sovereign immunity. So there you go.
0: There's there's more if you if you want to hear. I've got another sound bite if if you're intrigued. It's about another minute 40. I'm intrigued 40.
2: about the sovereign he, he immunity. Goes, Can he, he not sue them because he's a former employee
1: or are they they are immune to lawsuits? That's what it appears. Which doesn't make any sense. None. Huh.
5: You want to hear this? Sure. All right. I'd rather not. I've been I've been willing to settle this thing for a long time, but uh, you know, um but uh you know they don 't seem to be willing to, so you know I think that's unfortunate, so I think all the people there are great, but <clears throat> you know some of the leadership is uh you know uh, at least when I was there was very sleazy and slimy and dirty and uh and uh oh, you know, I enjoy naming names on it too and um uh which I might as well, but uh um Yeah, they all know who they are, and the tech people know who they are, too, so, I mean, we should uh, get this thing settled, they should pay me, and, you know, we should all celebrate, uh, you know, achievements together, but uh, that doesn't seem to be, you know, what they have in mind, and, you know, they... They talk about uh, they had some investigation or something. They never had an investigation. Uh, they lied about having an investigation, and then they won't produce the documents to prove they had an investigation. Well, it just goes to show you how Kent Hance and some of his little cronies, how sleazy those guys are. And um, so let's go ahead and see it. And, and of course, it's going to illustrate they lied to the fans and everybody else. So... Um, and then they continue to hide documents on everything from sexual assault and everything else. So, um, you know, the leadership of anywhere that uh, that uh, categorically and uh, uh, that hides uh, documents that the public has a right to see, well, think about that. And it's really a shame because the, the good people in Lubbock, Texas, and West Texas deserve quite a lot better. And that
0: was uh, from WLB TV. Uh. I believe that's Memphis uh, NBC affiliate, is that right?
5: I'm not sure which
0: affiliate it is, but yeah, that's It's an NBC. Anyway, um so there you go. Interesting uh he he doesn't hold anything back.
1: He never has no. in in anything. Um a Texas Texan spokes, Texas Tech spokesperson said the courts ruled on the Mike Leach matter in 2014. We've resolved this issue and have moved forward. We're excited about the upcoming bowl game and the future of Texas Tech football. That's that's what they had to say. It's it's resolved. Oh, wait, by the way, there's been another lawsuit filed by Leach and other lawyers because they have apparently, according to him in this soundbite and here, Texas Tech has violated, violated open records request law, which is something obviously you and I have dealt with. And for the record, I am still awaiting the, recep- uh, the reception of some open records requests that I made in 2017, 2017 uh, pertaining to a basketball coach who was hired and fired within two weeks of each other. Uh, and nobody could tell me why, except apparently there were some complaints
2: in this in, area? No. Oh, okay.
1: It was it was in Trustville. but I'm still waiting. That it's been four years, so you know.
2: Well, maybe you've got a suit then.
1: Perhaps, but essentially, he said, "Look, you know, they're hiding documents, and we want to know why he was terminated." So they filed they filed a lawsuit now. Long story short, Le- Leach Lee didn't get this money. But it makes for good fun.
2: Especially when they're matched up in a bowl game.
1: Oh yeah, this couldn't have been any better. So, anyway, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good ball game tonight, if nothing else. But before uh before we get into some other things. I, what I mentioned on the other side of the break about Alabama, one of their players, and I don't know who it was because I can't find it. One of their players said that Alabama is relishing the underdog role. as the number Anderson, one seed, wasn't it? Was it Will Anderson? I believe so. You know, as the number one seed. Relishing that underdog role. Yeah. Against a group of five team.
2: You know, I, I saw a tweet and I, you know, I saw it, I read it, I left and I moved on, but. It's it's just funny how Nick Saban can create a slight out of anything and feed it to his guys and they 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 eat it up. I don't know who that knows anything about college football that considers Alabama to be an underdog against Cincinnati in this ball game, but I mean if you can sell it, more power to you.
1: And 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 he does. I mean, that's the bottom line. He does. Nick Saban makes every every day they feel like they're the underdog.
2: And they go out and work like it.
1: By the way, just because everybody wants you to lose doesn't mean anybody thinks you're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. There's a difference. There is a huge difference.
1: <laughs> underdog. You kidding me? <laughs> You couldn't. Mm. I'm not sure if there's a team, oh, uh, in, in the playoff that or in college football that Alabama would be an underdog against. They've not been an underdog since. Well, I mean, outside of that Georgia game, what did we say? 2015 before that,
2: I believe so. And they and we say how that went,
1: and all all they did was just absolutely destroy that. So, I mean, here it is. Chris Lowe has written about it.
2: Will Anderson. Chris Lowe, huh?
1: Yeah, Chris Lowe.
2: I wonder if Nick asked him to write that.
1: <laughs> I feel like we're the underdog in this game. He told reporters on Monday, Will Anderson did. All year we've been disrespected. Well, you know, you hadn't been great all year.
2: You've, they've, they've not been Alabama great.
1: Right. You've not been Alabama all year. So, are we disrespecting you by thinking that...
2: But, I mean, to say they've not been great as a little relative. It's a lot relative. I mean, they've, they've not been Alabama great. They've been pretty dang good.
1: At times, they were pretty bad. Like the first three quarters against Auburn. They were pretty bad. Outside of that... And yet... They were pretty good. <laughs> good ball team. Not anywhere near the level of some of the other championship teams that Alabama's had, but... If that's disrespectful, then I don't know what to tell you. Underdog mentality just doesn't make sense for me if you're Alabama. Unless you're the <laughs> players. I mean, I guess that's that's what you want if you're a coach. You always want your players thinking that they've got to go out there and prove something. Mm-hmm. They're not going to walk in and just win because they're Alabama. They're They're wearing crimson jerseys. Cincinnati's not going to let them just walk in and take it. I don't know. Desmond Ritter, Bearcat senior quarterback, the nation's winningest quarterback with a career record of 44 and 5 said, "We're excited to get down here and play Alabama and show not only ourselves but everyone in this country what we can do against a top team." Mm. And that's all you that's all you need to say as the quarterback of Cincinnati. And yet it's still too much. <laughs> you know, We're going to show what we can do, good or bad.
2: That quote holds a place of prominence in Alabama's dressing room. Just because Nick Saban is Nick Saban.
1: A lot has been said making this a David versus Goliath talk. But the fact of the matter is everybody puts their pants on the same way (laughs) Dylan O'Quinn said. He's an offensive lineman.
2: For Cincinnati. For Cincinnati.
1: Here's the thing. Odds makers in David versus Goliath definitely would have had David as the favorite. <laughs> I'm just saying. Take the point. <laughs> well, I mean he would he would have been the favorite because one, he's a he's a marksman. That's what he that's what he was. He was a marksman, even though he was a young kid. And well, Goliath was a giant and couldn't move. So, if I you, I you probably, knew where he was going to be, you huh? knew where he was going to be, and you can hit a non-moving target pretty good. David's the, the 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 favorite in that one. So, I get a little annoyed by the David versus Goliath thing, but that's you know.
2: So you think it's personal? So,
1: I think David is the favorite here.
2: So, hmm, that's an interesting concept. <laughs> that, that's all the way around. That's an interesting concept. So.
1: I think we should definitely uh
2: so you think David so you think Alabama is David
1: then I think David is the favorite that's all I'm saying hmm. I get the analogy it's just a poor one <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just not a very good analogy captain chaos is at it again
0: Alabama thinks they're David
1: no Alabama thinks they're the underdog
2: that's, but that's he's saying that Goliath was actually the underdog he was because he was But due to Goliath's lack of mobility, Goliath was the underdog. Yes. Never mind Goliath's size.
1: Well, they weren't fighting hand to hand combat. That's the difference. <laughs> I mean, if they were supposed to if they were fighting with swords, yeah, maybe David or Goliath the a favor here, but they weren't. Anyway, yes, mm-hmm. Captain Chaos over here. But yeah. e- either way, Alabama's not the underdog. No. Period.
2: No. No matter how much Nick would like for him to be. I'm sorry, Coach Saban.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk. I've got some more things about uh, college football we need to get to, but we'll do that in hour number two. So should be fun because we have Chip Walters coming up here in just a few minutes. We're going to talk some MTSU. We'll get to that. We've got more college football. We've got some NFL stuff to talk about, and the NHL is back. It's going to be fun. So stick with us. We'll be back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, right after this to the Lee Company studio. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
2: Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff.
1: Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. It's not already. It will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
4: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof.
1: And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit CustomStoneHandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: From the Blue Raiders to the two-tone blue, covering the teams you care about. It's only on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's
1: Chris Yao. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Again presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joint, and coming to you from the Lee Company studio, having a fantastic start to the week here on this, what some folks like to call the Thunderdome Week of the Year, because it's basically just one of those weeks where you never know what day it is, and honestly, no reason that we should know what day it is. Just... Take it as it comes. It's today. <laughs> Tomorrow's tomorrow. <laughs> Eventually, tomorrow will be today. And, you know, we'll start over next year. <laughs> it's, it's the way I'm going for. A lot of COVID issues in, around the country in a lot of different leagues and We've seen college football, as we've talked about yesterday and more. Um, Unfortunately, Middle Tennessee State now dealing with some COVID as well. But we do need to talk to the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, who joins us now to talk a little MTSU. Chip, what's going on?
3: Well, as you mentioned, we did have some news today, Uh, not what – not what you were hoping to have, and that was uh, due to some COVID issues within the men's program. And it was enough to uh, to cancel or postpone, I should say, I want to use the right word, to postpone uh, this weekend's games, which would be the first two games within uh, Conference USA. It would be a home game on Thursday afternoon against UTSA and the men's game on New Year's afternoon against UTEP um hate that because you know the team was playing pretty well and went home and and obviously came back from the holidays and whenever you come back from a trip like that they're going to do a lot of a lot of testing and unfortunately the uh, apparently the numbers were such that they felt the need to uh, to postpone
2: now chip what is the what's the conference's approach to that, what are the guidelines? Will they be able to get that rescheduled? Will it go down to the forfeit? Will it be a no contest? Is there something in place? It. What it says
3: is Conference USA will work to reschedule the games at later dates. And that's as far as they go right now with that.
2: Hmm. Now, this doesn't impact women. Fortunately,
3: you know, this, this, you know, this is happening in the first weekend of the season, so... So, and there are a couple of weeks uh, in the middle of the year where you only have one game. One of those weeks is when we play UAB, and for some reason, uh, it's a week when we play Southern Miss. So, there, there's a couple of holes in the schedule that could be that could be uh, that could be useful.
1: It's always positive. We you you have, have some options. Yeah, you
2: have to wonder if those holes were kind of put there. With with a little foresight,
3: yeah, may may well have been, um, you know, and uh, because they were they were trying to they did start you know actually the first the the way it may just be the way the calendar felt uh, because you did have that weekend in there and then you knew you had the uh, the dates for your conference tournament were set then you try to you know pick and piece your your conference schedule together. So, so you know, you know whether it was or not, it may work out uh, for everybody involved. But I, I don't feel like this will be the last that we'll see. In particular here, I think in the early part of the conference season, especially when every school has players coming back from, you know, all over the place and we're with families, things like that. Um, and, and hopefully – you know, if you can find a silver lining in this, hopefully if you get over the big part of this now, then it'll be in the rearview mirror for the rest of the season, you hope.
2: Yeah, and it's certainly, like you said, It's, it's if, you, if you're going to have to deal with it, you'd rather deal with it at the outset of the conference season rather than coming down the stretch.
3: And not have to play three games each of the last two weeks. You don't want that.
2: Right. Right. Now, this does not affect the women. Is that correct?
3: No, uh, because they they are on the road. Now, they have gone through testing, and apparently everything is good there. They are traveling and scheduled to travel in the morning for Thursday a Thursday night game at UTSA. Now, UTSA is doing their testing this afternoon, and should there be a problem, they are. The protocol is they would report it to uh, to the conference office, obviously, and and middle. And if there needs to be a postponement there, they would try to get that put in place, just like it happened on the men's side before the opponent was to travel. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. I, we're all it's kind of a fluid situation again, guys. <laughs> I mean, Seems we're so. we're back into into a situation where, you know, it's you just kind of have to roll with the punches as they come and that's the way it's going to go. Now, last week you guys went to the Roundhouse and looked good in the first half. Kind of came off the rails in the second first half, didn't 30 it? 30
3: minutes or so, yeah. And
1: and they tell you that the first five minutes of the second half is the most important, and if you win that, you you got a chance, especially if you're already ahead, and yet just tough down the stretch.
3: You know, uh, what was it? Uh, is it? I'm not sure if it's Ken Palm or whoever that's done an early projection, I already had Chattanooga uh, as – predicted as being a 13 seed, you know, and, and this is a compliment is that they are one of the oldest teams that I've ever seen. They've got grad transfers coming from everywhere. So the, here's, here's what they've got going for them. They are big. They are experienced. They're very long, obviously well coached and uh, just like most teams are these days. They've got a lot going for them. What's interesting is they were ranked number 351 out of 355 in pace of play. However, they were averaging 77 points a game.
1: Hmm. And how many points did they score? 77. 77. Well, it's easy to do that when you shoot 56 from the floor.
3: That's the key. You're, they're very, very efficient. Efficient. And, uh and, and and middle made just enough defensive mistakes, in particular with the kid that hit the, all the threes, and he got hot in the second half and made just enough errors on him uh, that it came back to haunt him. It was it was I mean it was a it was really a great game to watch between two pretty good teams. And you know you look back, middle goes into the conference season at nine and four on the men's side with losses at Stephen F. Austin. At Chattanooga, at Murray, and uh, who's the other one? One more in there. Ole but, Miss. But all four losses were were to were to good teams.
2: It's interesting, Chip. You, when you look at Chattanooga and you look at MTSU, it's almost like they're mirror images, kind of from from the coaching standpoint. Because I think McDermott and Lamont Paris. Got to those pots at about the same time, if I remember correctly. I mean, I may be a, a year or so off. This is Paris's fifth year at Chattanooga. This Stru- is
3: Nick uh, Coach McDevitt's fourth year. Okay,
2: and and Chattanooga struggled Paris's first two years, but they won twenty games his third year. They were eighteen and seven last year, and um, again playing some pretty good ball right now, and it's been much the same for for MTSU to this point you know this this obviously this upcoming week notwithstanding
3: yeah the the i think a lot of times people may not understand just how big of a roster overhaul that that Nick had to take care of especially once he got here and lost the only three starters that were left on his roster his first year. So that that kind of put, um, you know, put him behind the eight ball for an extra year. And, you know, yeah, they would have liked to have won more year two and three, but I think it has set them up with a pretty good unit uh, right now that again, they have, they have a good mix of, of, of experience and, and youth and, and you know they have they have been been selective in the transfer portal, and uh, to get a couple of guys that have been a lot of help, like Josh Jefferson from uh, Wisconsin Green Bay. Um, so all you know all in all that that has been pretty good. They really like their link, which allows them to uh, play more zone. Uh, you know, especially when they're when they're in a one three one or one two two, it allows them to really not show space uh, available to the opposing offense and that their depth they're playing 11 guys right now and that they're able to to play full court not a trapping full court but just enough to make the other team work to where when they get into front in the front court you know all of a sudden they're looking up and they've got 14 seconds left on the shot clock to initiate their offense so you know that depth has been very helpful.
2: Chip, it seems like when, when Middle plays well or when Middle has a pretty good team, they've got some local flavor. And Donovan Sims has been a guy who's kind of been, I don't know, a glue guy maybe for this program under McDevitt. I mean, um, nice to have those local guys contributing, I would think.
3: Well, I mean, it it always is, and and as you know, Uh, there's an old saying in coaching, if you recruit a local guy, he better be good. Uh, (laughs) and, 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 and Donovan has been good. He has developed his game beyond just the guy, a catch and shoot three point guy. He he's now, you know, as he has matured and gotten older, he is he's, he's become more of an offensive threat on three different levels. Uh, he, he loves that 10-foot runner. Uh, he's not afraid to take a jump shot from the elbow off the curl. He understands the mid-range jump shot, which is, as we all know, a lost art. Um, and, and he still you know,
1: has the ability to hit the three, and he's hit some huge ones in his career, and he's hit some huge ones this year. He was a big reason that you guys were even in that Murray State game. I mean, twenty one points, six boards, five assists. Absolutely. I mean, if not for Donovan Sims, who knows? But yeah, it's it's nice to have those guys. I mean, for sure. Especially one who understands how I'm you know, his role, whether he's supposed to be dishing it or scoring. Well, and he's that and he's also a good locker
3: room guy. Mm-hmm great ambassador out in the community as a matter of fact i think he's middle's only nil guy uh he has an nil deal with a local company here in town uh and, and and it's a it's a company that produces products that promote the city and the university and things like that so it's kind of a perfect fit for him i don't think he's you know he's not making a million dollars a year from it but it's a, it's a nice little uh nice little marriage between he and that
1: that's good to hear that Mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff we like to hear chip man as always great stuff we appreciate it looking forward to you getting back to the sideline i guess your next game will be against rice
2: hopefully
3: that that yeah exactly exactly (laughs) hopefully so uh I, i want to remind you guys to uh Eat your hog jowl, your uh, black-eyed peas, and your turnip greens on Saturday, okay?
1: 100%. You know it. Chip Walters, (laughs) voice of the Blue Raiders. Thanks, (laughs) ma'am. When we come back, like I said, we'll talk a little more college football, some NFL, some NHL, lots of stuff. So stick around.